1: You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 124. Talk about business partnership struggles with Dana and Courtney. Hustle & Gather is a training consulting firm that is on a mission to inspire others to take big leaps, dream big dreams, and create amazing teams that grow profits and enjoyable but productive culture within their business. They specialize in the hospitality industry and have coached and trained businesses to increase their profitability while creating a kick-ass team along the way. Over the past 15 years, sisters, Courtney and Dana, have built and operated three successful businesses in the North Carolina area. Starting off from ordinary, they paved their way by sheer grit and tenacity, splashed with some therapy and coffee along the way. And today, Dana and Courtney are here to talk with us all about the good, the bad, the ugly, the still working on it, the constantly getting better, all about their business partnership. So go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallo, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And I am here this week with the very lovely Courtney and Dana from Hustle & Gather. We're talking about business partnerships, struggles, and how to restore the peace. Courtney and Dana, how are you? Doing great.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having us today. We're so excited. Oh, I'm so,
1: I'm happy to have you here. It's, um, partnership is something we don't talk about a lot on the show often, but I thought, especially in the season of you know, Valentine's Day coming up Mm -hmm. and people thinking about their partnerships in many different areas. I thought, what a great kind of topic to talk about when we're not talking about a uh, romantic partnership. We're talking about a business partnership. And I think a lot of people don't, you know, if they're in a partnership, don't really ever... Kind of talk publicly about it or examine it because it can be kind of fraught, right? Yeah. Can be,
3: yes, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I think that depending on where you're at in your partnership, you may or may not want to talk about it. I mean, we joke a lot that our partnership is
1: harder than our marriage at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so. I believe it. I mean, I used to be in a partnership uh, with a co-host of a podcast, and you know, we um, we did it for a year, and then we sort of went our separate ways, and. I mean, I, I kind of came out of it joking that like, do you guys watch Schitt's Creek at all? It's my favorite yeah, yes, show, yes. but there's a, a David says, uh, he has a line in there that says like, like Beyonce, I also excel as a solo artist. And, <laughs> and I, and it just, every, it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Cause I'm like, that's me. <laughs> You're like Beyonce. So, You're in your solo career like, now. Yeah. I am like Beyonce. Um, but, but you know, but I also do have a business, an, another business partner, um Amber Anderson and I are business partners on a side little hustle that we have called Conference Confident. Mm-hmm. And so I do have a bit another business partner, you know. Um and so it's like I think even if someone listening is like, well I don't really have a business partner, it's like, well maybe you have a project partner, mm-hmm. you pro- and 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 on some level all of our clients are also partners. So how did you two, you know, decide that you wanted to partner and how did you know that your partnership like how do you continually work on the partnership?
2: Well, that's yeah. a, a loaded question there, but yeah. uh, I think how we decided we'd be good partners. Uh, we're sisters, um, so I think obviously so we partnered like,
3: in a lot of things before,
1: right?
2: Like, yeah, right, just a natural close. partnership. Yes, um, but I think I was probably uh, the more hesitant one, and Courtney's the one that kind of dragged me into it. She's uh, always been kind of the more mother figure, I guess I could say, and it was her goal always to keep me close, like that's she. True. Wanted me to be her neighbor. She's like, We're going to buy some land. This is before the idea of even having a venue. She's like, We're going to buy land. We're going to live on a compound and you're going to be my neighbor. Like, she just was very much all about that. And I'm a little bit more of a loner, I would say. Yeah, this partnership was all about entrapment. Yes. Actually. Yes. So <laughs> it's been very successful. <laughs> That's the truth of it. <laughs> yeah.
3: All of our kids have grown up together and it's yeah. been all the things that I've dreamed.
2: But and I nightmares
3: about too. but yes. both things. But I think that like we love it when a plan comes together.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, I, I think right? that like truthfully, we have very similar values and morals, so that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. But we walked into it thinking because because we were sisters, because we were best friends, like it'll it's going to be this like rainbows and butterflies, you know, with <laughs> sprinkles, and it's going to be great, and we're never mm-hmm. going to fight, and it's going to be wonderful. And I remember we had so many people that said, you need to have a contract, you know, you need to have this like legal binding things. We're like, what are you talking about? We're sisters, like sisters first, you know, it hasn't been easy because (laughs) we are not the same person. And we don't, we, even though we have the same values, we don't work the same way. We don't think the same way. So it's definitely been a learning curve. Yeah. I would
1: say. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think once you start working with someone, at least this has been my experience, when you really get it to the inside, right, of how their brain mm-hmm. works and what their, even what their like day-to-day tempo is, right, mm-hmm. you really start realizing that, at least I started realizing, I, sh- I don't want to speak for anyone else, that like... Some of the things that are so different, um, and specifically about Amber and I, are the things that actually make our partnership strong. Mm -hmm. Like she is a morning person; I am definitely not. She is in Central Coast, so by the time I wake up, she's done work. (laughs) (laughs) So when I when I'm waking up here in LA, she's like, "Look at everything I did today," and I'm like, "Great." And then I pick it up and I take the baton and run. And that's just on day to day, um, and stuff that I just didn't really consider before we started working on this project together. Mm -hmm. Now because obviously your your sister is not, you know, clones, Um, you're different. Did you know these differences before you got into business together or was, were they revealed to you within the work?
3: No, I think that was like one of the like most shocking things is like, I thought we were more alike than this.
1: Mm -hmm. And
3: then like how she would respond to something or just even like life philosophy, Mm -hmm. obviously we grew up, like we had the same origin story. So it seemed like we would, you know, have the kind of same middle philosophy. Uh, But that's just not the case, you know, Um, and I do think it makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. I think it makes us more grounded and keeps us humble for sure. Uh, But also, I think that our best ideas come
1: from our differences Mm -hmm. and our ability to look at something from multiple angles. So when you started working together, I know that the mindset that you're in is so healthy, right? That these differences make us stronger. But I think as humans, sometimes we hear a difference and it's maybe easier, natural to get a little combative on that. You know, like mm-hmm. I know my husband and I do that. Like sometimes we're we're in a conversation and I'm like, listen, I'm agreeing with you. Why are we having this fight right now? So did you sort of have that energy? Like, or was it kind of, did that mindset come easy? I I guess is the question.
2: No, the mindset did not come easy. And I think for for me <laughs> yeah. specifically, I am probably I'm a very intense person. um i mm-hmm. I feel things very intensely. I uh, move very quickly. And Courtney always jokes that I uh, act like I have a fire into my ass at all times, and that is the truth. like <laughs> i just I am just a very uh, laser focused tunnel vision person, and that is not how uh, Courtney is at all. <laughs> And, I am
3: like the least laser focused yes, and yes. totally uh, only operate in my peripheral view. Like,
2: but like, it. it used to really piss me off. Like it I did. used to get really, really angry and really frustrated. It still does get angry I do. sometimes. I do. But I, I can I can now take a step back because we have learned coping mechanisms for it. But, um, yes. like, but in the middle of it, when we were kind of at the height of realizing like who we are and as not just uh, our work ethic, not just who we are as as we work in the office, but how are we as bosses? How are we as you know planners? How are we as venue managers, all those things? And I think it was actually Courtney in the middle of a very intense fight. And she was very much like, just because I do it differently doesn't mean it's wrong. And, yes. and I think, and it's not that I thought that I was right. I think I just didn't realize that she was doing it differently. I just thought she wasn't doing it that makes sense. Yes. No, it makes a so, total sense. Yeah. So I had to now like when I get into those places where I feel frustrated, I feel overwhelmed or I feel like, you know, I'm the only one doing blah blah blah, you know, all the onlys and the always come out of your mouth mm. and always. I yeah, I had to I had to take a step back and say, "Okay, maybe I just need to rephrase my expectations so it's not like, "Have you done this?" It's like, "Hey, when is this going to be finished?" what was your timeline for this? Because this is what I was ideally thinking in my timeline. And then we talk about it and we all adjust our expectations accordingly. So, but it, it took, it took time to get there. Yeah. And we're still not perfect at it. Sometimes I do have to be reminded that I'm not always right.
3: And we're like still human, you know, and like situations get involved. Like it could be like family stress. It could be personal stress. It could be like health stress. It could be whatever. Like you're bringing that all to the table. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably a little bit different with us because we're sisters. We are still sisters first and business partners. So I think that there is a safer place for unloading, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, that maybe wouldn't be there with another business partner. Yeah.
2: I feel like. I mean, right. I can imagine it would be like like going into business with your best friend that you've known for 20 years because, you know, Courtney will do something and it'll make me mad, but then I can like can say like, "Well, I know your childhood. I know why you made that choice because of what happened in the same <laughs> shade right. with, you know, Sally blah blah blah. Like I understand why you're reacting this way." So there's a lot of like empathy that comes with it. It doesn't make it necessarily easier. It just makes you understand right. their intentions a little bit more clearly. Like, okay, they did not mean what they said. They're just triggered by this thing that happened to them when they were 11.
3: But it's so much communication. Like it's so much conversation, Mm -hmm. so much communication, I think that goes into making partnerships
1: successful. Mm -hmm. I I agree with that. Uh, And just to go back to what you said about like, just because you're not doing it my my way, doesn't mean you're doing it the wrong way. I mean, that's something I think in every partnership, I think everyone listening can like absolutely see themselves in. I have a very black and white view of it all. Like at least for the things that I handle myself, like I have standards for myself, right? Like there is a, there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things, whether it's loading the dishwasher or handling my (laughs) clients. Right. And, and my husband also loads the dishwasher, I think wrongly, but the dishes still get done. So I have to constantly remind myself that like, just because he doesn't put that one plate in the place that I think it only goes. And that is a mm-hmm. real thing that my brain thinks that it's okay. And you know, like the client still gets handled, the project still gets done. That is the work that I've had to do on my own in my partnerships with Amber and, or Mindy or anyone that I've been in a partnership with to just be like, it is like done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and Dana is very similar. And, like she's such a black and white person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so black yeah. and white. And I am like, I don't know, maybe pink and purple. i uh, not, not even close to black. I <laughs> wouldn't even say gray, you know?
1: I think Dana, I think you and I are very similar. I'm like, yeah. there
3: are a thousand paths to the same destination, Dana. Like you're just picking one, but there's like 999 others. Well, right. right, but, was but really I'm with h-
1: Dana and thinking that. <laughs> There's only one. That the one that I choose is the right one. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. There's only one, the right one, and it's mine. And I yeah. and I feel
2: like too, like what, yeah, like that be nice. I know, but what gets stuck is it's not that your idea is the is the your way is the right way. It's very much that I'm the only one that can handle this. And so, like very early on, mm-hmm. I was the one that handled all of our finances, like all the accounting. Like I would balance the books, I would um, I would pay the bills, do all that stuff, and I did not think I was great at it. I just didn't, for some reason, I just didn't trust Courtney to handle it. And so, but it would stress me out to know it. And like, I was a big ball of anxiety. Like I wouldn't sleep at night because I was afraid I would miss a bill. And I'm not like the most, when it comes to things like that, it's like the one part of my life, I am not organized with this. I don't even handle in my own personal life. Like my husband handles finances. I am very much like a 1950s housewife. I'm like, how much money do we have? Like, (laughs) just so you know, I wrote this check. (laughs) But um, it's so
1: interesting that you chose that for yourself in this business.
2: Yeah. So, so I like, didn't. No, uh, <laughs> but that was how it was in the very beginning. And then it was finally me saying like, first, I had to let, I had to let go. I had to let go of that control. And I think for me, there was that control issue. I really wanted, I wanted to know how much money we had. I wanted to be the one seeing the checks get written, you know, seeing the credit cards get paid off. And it was finally like, I I hate this job. I'm actually not very good at it. And, but for some reason, I can't let go of it. And, you know, it took Courtney stepping in saying like, this isn't, this isn't healthy. This, this is not your strong suit. This is not what you were meant to do in this business. Like it is a waste of your time it is a waste of your talent. Like, let me do this. Like I'm good at this. Like I do this in my own personal life. And I think that there's a lot that with business partnerships where maybe you really want to be great at something and you want it to be what your strong suit is. And it really isn't. And kind of realizing that th- That's the beauty of a partnership is you can say like, hey, this isn't what I'm great at, but you are good at this and you can do this job that I loathe and that I hate and that I'm terrible at and do it better. And she did. I mean, she worked some money magic in the very beginning and during COVID. Like, I don't know how I got through it, but she figured it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I also, you know, I love the positive side of it too, where you affirm each other and say, Mm -hmm yeah, you're really great at this thing. Go run with it. Right. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes with partnerships, we only talk about the, the times when it's not so, not so affirming Yeah. <laughs> in this, in your partnership or just in general, people listening who are in partnerships, you know, a lot of times I think handling conflict is not something that I think comes naturally to a lot of us, because like you said, our own family backgrounds are, you know, our learned experiences. And I know communication is probably the, the source of it, as you already said, but Like, what are some tips that you've all learned over the time that you've partnered together in just handling like the bigger conflicts, the stuff that can be like, you know, not catastrophic, but the things that are like, you can't just, you know, you can't just like sweep it under the rug and say like, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it later.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, that's a great question because I think those things are always going to come up. I do feel like you gain. Not momentum, but strength from looking at past conversations Mm -hmm. and past mountains that you've gotten through, such that the ones in the future tend to look smaller than the ones in the past, which I think is helpful. Mm -hmm. But I think definitely scheduling it. I tend Mm -hmm. to be more of like a blurter, like I can't get this off my chest or I can't keep it on my chest. I need to talk about it now. And data may not be ready to talk about it. Um, I think definitely giving time and space Mm -hmm. to like filter like through emotions and what are actual facts that you're talking about. And I think that also getting back to what your intentions are, like, who is this, who is this person to the core? Like, who did you get in a partnership with? Was it their intention to either like, you know, abuse you or take advantage of you or not pull their weight or whatever. I think that if you get back to like the intention of what you started that partnership with, I think is a good basis for a conversation. Like Mm -hmm. I know that you intended to X, Y, Z, or I know that you love this business as much as I love this business, or you're just as invested as much as I'm invested. But it feels like when you do, you know, so kind of getting it back to that takes a little bit of like the emotion and the sting out of it.
2: Yeah. And I I mean, totally yeah. to piggyback on that, even going into like we've had I mean, we've we've had some pretty terrible fights and and I think the ones that where yeah. we've been able to come to the <laughs> other side of it in a way that is healthy, um, it has been like there's been a big blow up and we're like, Hey, okay, we, we have to resolve this. had to get to the end of it. And it is very much like our purpose for this conversation today. This is what our intentions for today are. This is what we're trying to get to the bottom of because I think sometimes too, when you get lost in the fight, like, what are you actually mm-hmm. like, what's, and yes. this is like in any relationship, like you're like, okay, what were we actually fighting about? Like what was the actual issue? And then there's things that come up in it and, it, and that's okay. But for us to say like what we need to resolve today is this, this problem. I recognize that this problem has brought to light this other issue, and I would like to talk about this and try to resolve this at this date, at this time, because it's too big, it's too large, there's too many emotions, we don't know enough about it, whatever the reason being that you can't solve that problem today, because sometimes I feel like when that happens, you never feel like anything gets resolved, like nothing was fixed. And you just, right, and you like just talk just... about your feelings for a while. Yes. Yeah. yeah, And and that was <laughs> yeah. the thing too. I remember we had talked to Jess Ekstrom and she said that instead of saying, I feel this way, she says, I would like to feel this. Like instead of, oh, I feel like, one. I mm-hmm. feel like you're being disrespectful. i say, I would love to feel respected for the job that I do. Like I'm oh, putting it love back that. on, like back on
3: you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, and that, that was a really helpful tip and it came at a very, Right don't get me
3: wrong. We've gotten it wrong yeah. multiple times. Yeah. of oh, <laughs> my favorite of argument yeah, ended I mean- in a day to say, "I would love to sell you my fucking shares," and looked at me and said, "But you can't afford it." <laughs> 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 and she walked out the door. <laughs> so
1: we have I plenty
3: that. of blowouts for sure. Yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, that's funny. I love that. I mean, I love how, thank you for being so honest. That's amazing. I also think too, and we talked about, we touched on this earlier, but we didn't really dive in, is I think also our language to one another and about one another is really important. Mm -hmm. So like um, when you had said earlier, like, well, you always do this or you never do this. And it's like, even with some of my friends, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it, like, like fellow business owners, you know, like I have a, I have all these side convos and boxers going with a bunch of different people. And the other day, one of my friends boxed me and she's like, my assistant never does anything that I ask her to do. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Seriously, like really never, never though. <laughs> is, it, is it really never? Or is it just this one thing that you're mad about? And she's like, oh, fine. It's not, it's just this one thing. And I'm like, well, let's be honest with ourselves. Right. Because it does, it does matter the words we mm-hmm. use when we talk about the work and ourselves. And, and if, you know, the narrative of my, that person never does that, that's really hard to come back from because you start Mm -hmm. believing the things you say to yourself, you know? Um, So like always, never, all those things are, I think can be very like over time, they can really erode a relationship.
3: I believe that. And Dane is an Esther. Like yeah. she, and she comes by honestly because our mother is here. <laughs> so everything is the S, like the most extreme, you know, like, never, the hardest, hardest the, worst. the worst, all those things. And I'm like, really? Is that really? <laughs> but yeah, I totally think that. Cause you can dismiss everything that your partner brings to the table by mm-hmm. like throwing out some nevers or worst or always. And that's literally never the case. Right. There's almost nothing that's always or
1: the worst. Right. And right? then it really does. It's like, it loses its power when it actually yeah. is the worst. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, is it the worst? They're really like, no, this actually is, and you're like, oh, okay. So used to the overstatement of you know, as as time goes on, you forget that those words it like really the have meaning. Mentality.
3: Like the sky is falling. Yes. Like the sky is not falling. It's mm-hmm. Not that bad. Yes, like, yeah. we can pull it together.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So you train other uh, businesses on their partnerships. What are some things that you see in other people's partnerships that uh, that need a little? helping hand?
2: I mean, I think a couple of things is, is validation. Um, I think you Mm -hmm. need to validate each other and Courtney is actually a lot better at this than I am. Um, you know, whenever like we, we like take turns writing our newsletter and I swear everyone, she emails me. She's like, that was a great newsletter. And whether I thought it was or not, (laughs) but just validating the effort (laughs) and the energy I put into it. Um, and I don't find it to be like, oh, she's just saying that. Cause it's like on her Monday checklist, make sure you email Dana to say it was a great <laughs> newsletter. Like <laughs> I genuinely believe that she read it and she thought it was good, yeah. you know? Right. So right. I, I really think validating each other and, and really, because in, in terms of business, you know, that person the best, you know, who they are the best as a manager, you know, who they are best in their productivity and being able to speak into it, especially when you see they're really trying hard. And really trying to make a change, even if you had a conversation prior to like, I need you to do, you know, X, Y, Z, or, or be better about this is, is validating that for them. And also validating when it's going really crappy, like, you know, understanding <laughs> yeah. that like, yeah, you're having a really hard time. And I see that, you know, that this is a really big struggle for you, um, I think is, is really, really a big thing is starting to have conversations that aren't just about conflict, but that are also about the good things and making sure that you aren't just pointing out the negatives, but you're pointing out the positives. Cause it's, and I think for a lot of people, especially women, that's not what we do. Like we do not sit there and think about all the things that are going so perfectly well in our lives and all the good things around us. We look at all the failures and all the hard things and, you know, where we could be better. So it's hard to look at someone and, you know, validate what they're going through, but that's number one, I would say. I agree with you.
3: Yeah, it's hard um, for me
2: to to, to, uh, to
1: naturally do that. It's hard for me to, I have to remind myself, like, especially with my team, right? If they like, mm-hmm. if they write an, a good email, I'm always like, oh, I like, I'll think, oh, that's a good email. And yeah. then I won't send mm-hmm. the email to say, hey, that was good. So right. I actually have to remind myself about all the time. It's a great reminder.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we're great about it with our team, yeah. right? Like we're constantly validating our team constantly. Great job. Great event. You're doing wonderful. That was a great I don't know, marketing campaign or whatever it is. Like it's our natural inclination to do that. But yet you take for granted when it's your partner, mm-hmm. you know, just like if you're yeah. in, I think, any relationship, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I love that, Dana. That was great. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> see, every, Dana, that was great. See, everyone's affirming. I love it. Right. Courtney, what do you see in the, in the, with the businesses that you, that you uh, work with? I think that, that other people, people are get needing stuck. help with.
3: People get stuck in not like the minutia, but just the hustle, like the day to day, the go, the, mm-hmm. the go, 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 go. And they're not setting aside like intentional time to make sure you're on the same page, mm-hmm. like to regroup and to make sure that the ship is going in the direction that you collectively want it to go. Because mm-hmm. I think it can really feel like sometimes you're you know, fulfilling someone's agenda, but not the other partner's agenda. Or you're like, oh, I thought we were working towards this. And this person's like, I thought we were working towards that. And especially like for us personally, like we're multi-preneurs. So we have multiple businesses that we're managing and there could be a time where Dana's managing more heavily on one and I'm managing more heavily on another. And we're like, that's not the direction I wanted that to go. You know, so I, what I, I call them like state of the unions, like you need to have these state of the union meetings. And actually it's one of my 2022 goals to do that monthly and to make it fun. Like, is it like we go get a cocktail? Is it that we like take a Wednesday and, do breakfast or get pedicures while we're going over these things, right, to make it something that you actually look forward to right. um, monthly and to kind of get on the same page because it, it gets busy and the time gets away from you. I mean, hello, we're in, I guess not December, we're in February right now of 2022. Where did yes.
1: 2021 go? You know, it gets
3: away <laughs> from you.
1: I, listen, I'll tell you, November of 2021 felt like a week. I don't know what it happened. Was. It was like one time I was at a wedding the next time it was Thanksgiving and then it was December. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Um, I was going to ask you like, how often do you do those state of the unions? I think monthly is a great goal. Like amazing. I wish now I'm thinking Amber and I should do monthly state of the unions.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think now we only do them maybe like quarterly. And I feel like we've recognized yeah. that we need to, we need to get on it. We need it more often because we'll just have impromptu ones and then it's you know, well, we harder. tried
3: to do it weekly and you that know. felt too intrusive, right? Like weekly, mm, mm-hmm. well, we communicate daily, but it's not like we have a set meeting and an agenda, right. like where we're trying to get through these different aspects of things. Um, so monthly seemed like a better fit than mm. quarterly, but not as much as weekly, because weekly, we would right. take a day off, like we'd have one day off a week and we'd spend half the day. Talking, talking, you're like, all right, I'm tired of you. See you and
1: I, right. you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, that, that was a great day off. Thanks. It did not feel um, like a
3: vacation day. <laughs> a day
1: well, off. I also think too, like with the last two years, things have been changing <laughs> pretty yeah. mm-hmm. rapidly about just the, just the world we're living in. And so, um, yeah, we, I would imagine quarterly would feel like too little. So yeah, right. I like monthly makes a lot of sense. That's going to be a goal of mine for this year as well. Thanks ladies. You helped well, yeah. me set a new goal.
2: <laughs> oh God,
1: I, time. I do think though, and I I do think though, one of the things I wanted to touch on and just, you know, chat with you all about it. And we, t- we touched on it briefly earlier is that like, I think a lot of times in partnerships, we, we sort of take for granted that everyone's on the same page mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where a lot of partnerships go, uh, go awry, right? Cause you're like, well, can't you read my mind or don't you know me well enough to know that I would never do X, Y, Z. And so I mean, we talked about, like, contracts and, and all that. Do you have, like, mission statements for each of the businesses that you run? And did you write them together? Yes, yes. we do. I cannot yeah.
3: tell you to them, like, tell you them over this <laughs> podcast. I don't have the memory. No, 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 no. That's do, fine. We do have mission statements for each of our businesses. Yeah.
2: I, and it was something that, like, I honestly thought that was, like, oh, schools have a mission statement. A nonprofit has a mission statement. It's like, fluffy, it felt, fluffy. It did feel fluffy. And I was like, what's the point yeah. of it? But... What we have found is when it really got everyone, not just us, but our employees on the same page. And when we bring someone into the fold, which is, you know, when you come into, when we hire into our business, you are subjected to a certain kind of crazy of our life. And when we bring you into (laughs) that, you know, we want to make sure everybody is on the same page. And before every meeting, if we're having a Bradford meeting, like our mission statements on the agenda like let's just remember what we're trying to decide here what what is our overall goal what is our mission statement what is our vision and for us sometimes we have to get back to that like cuz as you know serial entrepreneurs our mind goes in a million different directions and sometimes we have to bring it back and say like i think that's a great idea but let's go back to what our mission statement and that really doesn't fall in line with what our mission is for this business you know, um, and so it kind of helps. I don't know, recenter us yeah. a lot to have it. So I highly, highly recommend a mission statement. And doing I think it.
3: too, if you've had it in a team for any amount of time, bringing them in on yeah. it too, like give them some buy-in and uh, ownership of that mission statement as well.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I love that. I love that a lot. I also think it's like for anyone listening who's more of like a project-based partner, you know, like doing a styled shoot together or doing a wedding mm-hmm. show together. Any of those things that we, especially as wedding pros, like to, we like to have our projects, um, you know, it's okay to have that mission statement evolve mm-hmm. as long as all part, parties agree. But I, I do think without the mission statement, it's, you're just like a rudderless ship, right? You're just yes. like, well, we're, let's see what we see. And it's, it doesn't always work. And that is oftentimes why partnerships can feel unfulfilling, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't even know what, <laughs> what's the end, like, what is the end piece that you're working what towards? What are we working sometimes. toward? Yeah. Uh, no, right.
2: Like, I. I think that is such that is such solidly good advice. And we started doing this with our, exactly what you said, our open houses that we have a hand in and our styled shoots is we create, it's not necessarily a formal mission statement, but these are our goals and objectives. And, and make sure everyone understands what the goals and objectives are. Like if our goal is to book one event, if our goal is to get published here or whatever, everything needs to point back to that goal. Um, and sometimes it can help you really hone in on what's important, what is necessary, what's worth fighting for, what vendor is worth really, you know spending that extra money on, whatever the case may be to hit those goals and objectives. But I never had thought about it before mm-hmm. until I was like, I don't remember what made me think, but like think about it. It was just like we should have like we should all be on the same page here. If I'm gonna invest this money and time and effort into this, you know open house, like I want to make sure that you are hitting trying to hit the same objective that I'm trying to hit along with all the other vendors. Um, and it has really changed the way we do that.
1: I know so many of my listeners are, I don't want to say pivoting because I hate that word because we've overused it now, but, um, maybe reassessing their business, their current business model and thinking about what's next or thinking about how to expand or contract. And if anyone out there is, is, considering a partnership, not having, you know, been, been in one before, what advice would you give them on things to look for before they take that leap into a partnership?
3: Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Well,
2: I think first off, I would say, are they in a place of in a place of life where they can be successful in a partnership? Um, I think it's really important to look at where they are. are they, you know, there was definitely times in our partnership where I was, one was carrying the brunt of the work of the other, whether that's because someone just had a new baby or whether it's because, you know, there were things going on like personally in life and that ebbed and flowed with us. But if I was to walk into a partnership with somebody at a point where I was going to be investing time, energy, money, I would want them to have that, be able to invest that same amount of time and energy as I was to kind of start off on the equal footing. Especially if you're like 50-50. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely definitely would that's number one is what i would say is are they are they able to put forth the same amount of effort and time that you're able to put forth
3: yeah getting down to like bandwidth do they have the bandwidth for this project or this endeavor yes yes that would be similar to what your bandwidth would be because you can there can be a lot of hard feelings especially when things are hard you know when it's just a lot of work and not a lot of money like the beginning of most partnerships it's a lot Uh you know and you're just Uh, investing your time and your resources and your sanity half the time. And you can get really resentful when you feel like someone's not putting the same in to that business as you are. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think too, like having like a really solid money conversation. Yeah. How do you view money? What do you feel like the purpose for the money in the business is? And that sounds silly, but you know uh, there's definitely different philosophies of how much you should have in your savings. It should how like, do you, How are you going to handle K-1s at the end of the year? Like, what are you going to do with excess profit? Like, all of these things are conversations. And luckily, me and Courtney have a very similar money philosophy that we just kind of lucked into. But I can see how if you don't, if you have a very different money philosophy, how stressful that can be to navigate navigate those things because it's a lot.
1: Yeah. And also- yeah, I can't agree with you more. And then also for some of these, like we're talking about a styled shoot or whatever, that's generally an investment where you're not going to make a profit, right? Mm-hmm. So so you have to ask yourself like, okay, well, what what else are we getting out of this if it's not mm-hmm. financial? Like what, what makes this project a success? What makes this partnership a success? I think it's important to ask those questions too. And that's something that Amber and I had talked about a lot when we decided to do Conference Confident mm-hmm. because we weren't sure that it would be a moneymaker, but we were sure that we wanted to serve the community in that way. And we were willing to see what happened. You know what I mean? Like we were willing to sort of say like, this is a complete gamble, but we've been thinking about it for three years. Let's just try it. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. And I think that's fine. Like if you guys are both willing to, you know, foot the bill for that 50-50 and put the effort in, but I think getting to your point of like a styled shoot, like if a florist was like, I'm going to invest a thousand dollars in florals. And the paper person's like, I'm gonna print something off of Kinko's this morning. I would be pissed. You know, right. like I would be so <laughs> right. upset that I put right. all this time, energy, and effort and thought into this styled shoe. And this person did, you did know, one tenth of right. the work. Right, right, right. Like, how are we gonna accomplish this goal together? So I think it's very much like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I guess on the other side, are there any like real pitfalls to watch out for as you get into a new partnership?
3: Definitely finances, for Mm -hmm. sure. Like if someone's like heavily in debt and you're heavily in debt or they need to take a paycheck that looks like this because they're quitting their full-time job and they're the sole provider for their family and you're like, actually is my side gig. You Mm -hmm. know, I think those kind of things could definitely be pitfalls. Um, I think like personalities, Mm -hmm. like looking at Mm -hmm. your personality, is it compatible? Right. You know, are you guys, for example, like I'm an Enneagram seven, I'm very much an ideas person. I would be pissed if I was partnered with another seven, we would get nothing done because <laughs> yeah. all we would do is sit there and brainstorm ideas, but nobody would actually do it, right? Because right, right. you'd be on to the next thing once you got halfway through with this. I always call yeah. uh, Dana like the bulldog, like I could have the idea and she's just gonna like bull her way through it. Like She has this great ability to just jump into a project and take your concepts and start making it something, you know, yeah. but that's not my strength. So I could only imagine if it was just me and a me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. those are definitely considerations for jumping into a partnership, and I think phase of life too. Like yeah. definitely looking at that bandwidth. Yeah, like yeah. we've we're sisters that we've launched businesses and had babies yeah. and things like that, and it it's hard. Like that is yeah. those are hard phases of life. Yeah, yeah. you know, to yeah. go through and to grow a business, and if you're just jumping in, I think that those would definitely be.
2: Mm -hmm. things
3: to consider because you could always do it the next year or the following year. It doesn't always have to be now.
2: Sorry. I think the biggest thing that I see with other partnerships and where they kind of get off is if you have one partner is what I would consider red flag is what I like to call like that, like martyr leader, right? Uh, That feels uh, like- (laughs) They're the only yep. ones that can do it. And they're the, they're yep. like that person in the conversation that has to one-up everything. You're like, oh my God, I got six hours of sleep because I'm a newborn. I'm like, I got five hours of sleep because blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And when you're a partner with somebody like that, you can you can never do anything right. You can never yeah. have a bad day. It's And th- that is an extremely frustrating, toxic partnership to be in. And that is a huge, huge, huge red flag for me that I see in other partnerships and that you know, and there's been sometimes we've been able to you know talk through it, and sometimes it's just it's just not a viable partnership because that person just doesn't value what that what the other one brings to the table.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've uh, not not in this industry, but in my former in my former life when I was a when I was an actress, uh, you know, I do some producing projects. And I, I have, I have tried to produce something with that personality type mm-hmm. and it is very difficult, but yeah, cause you're right. There's the value isn't there and whatever they do is almost, is almost always overvalued in their mind, whether yes. it's like, making a copy at Kinko's or $1,000 of flowers. Like right. no, either, like if they're the Kinko's person, they're like, Oh my God, I had to get up <laughs> at five and go to the get. You're like, dude, you'd made a photocopy, like calm down. Right. But um, so that's a personality for me. I would say like knowing what I know now of both myself and other and how I like to work and how other, how I work best with other people. It's like, for me, if I don't feel like I can be honest with them, communi- mm. like in communication, even before the partnership begins, if I have to walk on eggshells or really, yes. Like I'm a very forthright, I'm a no bullshit New Yorker. So like if Mm -hmm. I have to like soften my language and hold their hand and like, that's just not any, I'm not going to be able to maintain that. I'm just not, I'm going to say something horrible that they feel is horrible and you know, it's going to all come crashing down. So for me, it's that. And then also now that I've been in a, you know, partnerships in different areas of my life, it's like, if someone has never been a business partner with someone before, that mm. actually might be a little bit of a red flag to me to be yeah. like, so why haven't you ever? Is it because you, you're you a control freak? Because guess what? So am I, but also like, yeah. what's, how, what can we release here? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, I think those would be my, my two, but the, the communication and the walking on eggshells thing Oversensitive sensitive people yeah. uh, don't, don't do well with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have that sensitivity and I try to be obviously a kind person, but like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes my bluntness as I've been told um it can it can hurt people that are that don't have a thick skin. I have a very thick skin.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair and I think that like to your point knowing who you are is really important. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of times you lie to ourselves and say like, "Oh, I am this, I am that." But really get down to what is it that annoys you when you're at a networking <laughs> event? What is it that really like burns you up when you're with somebody? And, and knowing – and just owning that part of you, owning that that's who you are. Maybe you are like anal retentive. Totally fine. Own that shit and know it because now you can pick a partner that, that uh, appreciates that, right? Yeah. And pick a partner for you that like appreciates your bluntness, that appreciates your forthrightness. Um, but if we lie to ourselves and say who we think we should be or who we want to be or whatever the case may be, um, we're right. going to walk into some pretty crappy partnerships because – we're not going to be successful.
1: Yeah. I say it all the time on this show. I really think the work of entrepreneurship, like one of the biggest pieces of this work is really, really, really having an insane amount of self-awareness mm-hmm. a- and, and also continually looking at yourself and thinking, you know, how can I, how can I be better at these things? Like my husband said something to me the other day, cause I have a, I'm such a Gemini, like Enneagram three, like so much of my, like my day-to-day habits are like, you can just go like, oh, there it is. Um, I have a I have stacks of books on my nightstand. And I also have this like reading nook in our bedroom that I made him build me a shelf for behind the, the chair mm-hmm. so I could put more books on there. Nice. And so I literally have like three giant stacks of books in the bedroom. And and you know, I most of them I've read, but some now I just pick back up. And the other night I was reading Big Magic again and he said, You've read that already. And I said, Yeah, I know, but I I just need to read this one part again because I don't think it really stuck <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I don't know anyone who works on themselves more than you, mm-hmm. which was a compliment. Yeah. I took it as a compliment, but I also thought like, and isn't that just the whole job, right? Yes. Like that, that's what I think anyway. Um, I, I totally love that. Cause yeah. I mean, especially as a, a partnership
3: that started with someone who was 22 and someone who was 25, mm-hmm. you know, like who are you when you're yeah. 22 and 25, you have literally no idea so i
1: was an asshole at 25. weren't we all
3: (laughs) (laughs) but like going through life and you know like when you're an entrepreneur and your partner your life is your business and your business is your life and it kind of morphs in and out and whatnot and there's been so much growing and learning and especially i think starting a partnership as a young person it's been kind of fighting for that awareness Separate from your partner, right? Mm. Like, who am I in business separate from my partner? Like, what do I bring to the table? Like, I'm not taking credit for what Dana's bringing to the table Mm. and kind of owning and reinventing basically who you are as a business owner and as a partner to be the best partner and best business owner that you can be, I think has definitely been a journey
1: for Mm. us, Mm. you know? I love that. That's, ain't that the truth? Because it's, I mean, and I know we've made this correlation and I know this is a, this is releasing this episode the week of Valentine's Day. So like partnerships are partnerships, whether they're romantic or Mm -hmm. business or Mm -hmm. familial, like these are, it's just partnerships. And, you know, if you got married when you were 18 and you're now 45, you'd be, you're different people now. Mm -hmm. Same thing with every other partnership. I, I actually think our business partnerships, um, are way more public than our, than our romantic relationships. Right. Oh. And harder to hide the cracks in, in, in something when it's public. Especially when you walk into uh, an I office think, full of people. <laughs> yeah, Right. I think about yeah. that often. Um, it's just so funny. I didn't, I just thought about this now after so many minutes of talking to you both, but like, I do you follow the girls from the home edit. Yes. 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 So um, I'm a fangirl of theirs. And so I follow them and it's so um very interesting just to watch their partnership as, as much as they show us on social media um, because they are very, very, very different people. And they almost, I think, like revel in showing mm-hmm. us the differences between mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. in a way that I find like so refreshing and so healthy because they it's not like they're saying, look, we're exactly the same and we're twins and we're besties. They're like, we mm-hmm. actually didn't know each other that well before we got into business together. We <laughs> like, yeah. we're completely different and here's all the different ways we're different. You know what? I think that maybe people have a preconceived idea of what a partnership is supposed to be like, like, like Mm -hmm. we said, like besties and, you know, friends forever and sisters first. And I think the reality of it is so much more interesting.
2: Mm -hmm. It is so much more nuanced for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, It's so much more interesting. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here and being so very honest and um, and amazing. Listen, anytime anyone has any questions about partnership, I'm going to send them right to you. (laughs) And maybe I'll stop saying that I am like Beyonce Excel as a solo artist. Maybe I'll retire that that quote
3: <laughs> i consider us more like Salt and can, you know yeah. we're still we're still doing the reunion oh. for like
1: 40 years later <laughs> nice <laughs> oh i love yeah. it um where can everyone find you out on the world wide web yes
2: yeah, so they can visit us on instagram at hustle and gather and also at our website hustlinggather.com and they can it links everything back to all our other og businesses our collective uh bradford and whatnot, and uh, find out how we do, uh, we do specifically venue consulting and team training and partnership training.
3: Yeah. And you can hear us every week on our podcast. Yes. Oh yeah, that's We have a podcast, (laughs) Hustle and Gather, which we talk about other entrepreneurs' origin stories, like how they got started, how they got to where they are, what's their oh shit moment when they thought it was all falling down around them and picked it up from the bootstrap. So we love to hear other people's stories of how they got started got and made their business what it is
1: today. (laughs) I love a good origin story. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. such a good one. Uh, and what day does that come out? Monday. Monday. So okay, mm-hmm. Monday is tune into Hustle and Gather. Mm-hmm. Go find Courtney and Dana on the World Wide Web, I AKA the Instagram, because we you know that's where everyone's stalking that's everybody right, these right. days. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being here. I I learned a lot, and uh, hopefully it'll make all my partnerships stronger. Amber can come and thank oh. you. <laughs> this <laughs> episode airs. <laughs>
2: We'll send send her uh, our
1: bell. Yeah, (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. Um, And to all my listeners, thank you again for spending your time with us. I know that time is the one thing you can't make more of. So I very much appreciate the time you spend with us. We will see you next week, friends. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.